hi guys hi welcome hi everyone welcome 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 back to another podcast this is season two episode one i have been gone for a while i wouldn't say gone but i haven't been recording for a while i wanted to stay off for just a few weeks but things and circumstances work commitments and then you know i have a young daughter and it was holidays so I had to be spending time with her, etc. Chauffeuring her to and fro summer school and um, other activities just to keep her occupied. So now I am back, ready, moving now into season two. I can't believe it, it is now season two. I think I've done, what, 15 episodes in season one. So let us see where the Lord is going to take season two and the direction and the things that he wants me to speak about with you guys so hope you are doing well just a little recap it's summer here in the uk it is very hot for the last couple of days of this recording which is saturday september the 9th it is so hot the last <clears throat> few days the temperatures have been hitting like in the 30s 31 32 and uh, even the nights are much much hotter but i hope you where you are living it is the temperature although it is hot you know what let us thank god that we are alive because he still has a plan and purpose for our lives so before i get into this podcast today i just want to as always lift up a prayer because in everything that we do we have to give god thanks so heavenly father as i come before you today lord i just want to thank you for the listeners i thank you oh lord for who you are i thank you oh lord for the footsteps that you're ordering for us lord as the scripture says the footsteps of the righteous man are ordered by you and lord we are deemed righteous in your sight because we are covered under the blood of your son jesus christ so father god i pray that whatever situation the listeners may be in they will have the faith and the trust in you that you are in control and so that they will not become distracted and focus on the problem at hand but to focus on you oh father god to focus on the redemptive work of the cross and i thank you lord in Jesus' mighty name i pray amen so as you can see from the title i'll be speaking about the prodigal will return the prodigal son or the prodigal daughter will return and i'm just gonna go dive straight into it in the book of luke chapter 15 we read about the son who asked um the father for his inheritance so that he could go out and explore and see the world and everything like that he didn't want to wait until his father died until he got his money he wanted it at this moment he wanted it while his father was alive because he's probably saying the father might not even die until i'm in until he's well in age and I am have no more interest to see the world. So he wanted to explore. So the father, of course, it was painful to the father. He honored his son's request and he gave him his inheritance and the son went out. And if you have read in the book of Luke about the prodigal son, we see where he squandered all his money. He gambled it. He had girls upon girls and, you know, he parted as people would say he was living the life. But then when all his money was finished, 
he had no more friends. He had no one to turn to, to the point where I think he got a job and then he was, or he was eating from the pig pen. That was how low he got. He was eating from the pig pen. And when we look at it, he was saying, he thought to himself and said, even the servants at his father's house are living much better than him. You know, he, swallowed his pride and said you know what let me go home to my father's house and even ask him if i can be a servant in his house because even they were living in a better condition than he was at least they had a roof over their head and they had they had food in their tummies where he had none because when we look at the world outside, the world is a cruel place. We may think that it is a nice place, but until we actually get into the world, we can see that it is nice. And, you know, I'm just talking to those of you who have children, because as a mom of a 21 year old, I know. So if you have children, you will understand just how much the father felt when his son basically told him that I want to get away from this place and live a little you know so this is who we were before we even came to christ we were outside in the world we were living our life we were as says living la vita loca or something like that we were thinking yeah this is the life this is the ball you know and just like the father who didn't give up on his son this is the same thing with us and the lord because he has given us free will, he will not force us to serve him. So of course, when the son told the father that, listen, I want to go, it broke his heart. And when we say to the father, or when in our actions, we're telling him that, listen, I do not want to serve you. Of course, it will break his heart. And if we have children and we know who are in Christ and we are speaking to our children about Christ and they're looking as looking at you as though they're like a deer in a headlight. They're like, what on earth is she talking about? It breaks our heart when we see our own children on the path of destruction, on the path where we say, if they don't change, you know, something is going to happen to them. But never give up hope. Never give up on our children. We must never give up on our children. Why? Because God didn't give up on us. Can you imagine if God had given up on us, where would we be? Where would we be? And just like the father who saw his son coming from a distance, this is what the Lord does. He is there waiting for us to come back home. Remember in the book of Luke or in the story of the prodigal son, the father saw his son coming from a distance. He knew him from afar. He knew if he had a little stagger or if he walked with a little swagger, so to speak, he knew him from afar and you could just by reading that um, story, you could see that his father was constantly looking out, constantly watching to see whether or not his son would come home. And this is what the Lord Jesus does for us. He knows whether or not we would come home, but we don't know whether or not we're going to go home. We don't know whether or not we're going to answer his call. You know, and when the father saw his son, he ran to him 
<coughs> sorry, he ran to him, yeah, and it was absolute love and compassion. He did not go to him and said, look at you, you're smelling horrible, because remember, he was living with the pigs. You're smelling horrible, you're smelling this, you're smelling that. He hugged him, I can imagine. It was probably one of the tightest hugs that son had ever received. And it was absolute love and compassion. And this is what Jesus does. When we come back home to him, it is absolute compassion passion it is absolute love there's a song that i love to listen and it says that he is standing with his arms wide open and that's it his arms are always ready to open ready and willing for us to come back to him and as children of the most high god when we have our children we must continue to pray for them we must continue to petition the father for their lives and i'm just gonna read <clears throat> an excerpt from that same passage that i was speaking about <clears throat> let me find it it is luke if you can hear noise i'm just trying to find it in uh in my bible it is luke chapter 15 so let me just try and find it for you and then i will read it for those of you who have not heard about the, the effect the prodigal son so it is luke chapter 15 i should have actually marked the page but for somehow i didn't mark it but hey ho so i am at luke chapter 15 and i'm just gonna read from verses 21 to verse 24 sorry i'm a bit um unorganized today and it says here that um da, 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 his son said to him father i have sinned against both and heaven both heaven and you i am no longer worthy of being called your son but his father said to the servants quick bring the finest robe in the host and put it on him get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening we must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life he was lost but now he is found so the party began and this is it when we see our children going wayward you know as i said before we must not give up on our children because one day if we keep petitioning before the lord if we keep bringing them to the throne room of grace one day they will come to their senses and they will return you know the scripture tells us that when one when one sinner comes back home to the Lord, a party is thrown in heaven. And I can imagine how wonderful and joyful celebration that is. And you know, it is heartbreaking at times when we see our children living a life that is not pleasing to the Lord. And yes, we do worry about our children and we don't want them to die in our sin, you know, but keep reminding. I am, the, I am of the belief that if we keep, you know, reminding or keep petitioning or keep praying for them and letting the Lord know that, listen, we are just the caretaker and we're placing them back into his hands 
because it is the best place they can be in the hands of the father. And as a mother myself, I understand what it is like to have um, a child who is not yet a child of God, you know, because as I said before, my son is 21 years of age and I pray for him every single day. I would sometimes go in his room and I will touch his bed and I will pray that the Lord will remove his stony heart, as it says in the book of Ezekiel, and give him a heart of flesh so that the spirit of the Lord can be poured out into him. Because, you know, as parents, even as aunties or uncles, we don't want to see our family member perish. We don't want to see our family members be separated from God. And there is a movie that I used to watch. Uh, not used to. I've watched it once. It's on YouTube as well. It's called um, The Perfect Wave. And it's about a man by the name of Ian McCormack. And it speaks about it. This, basically what it was. He was an atheist. And his mom, I think she was in New Zealand, his mom used to pray for him day constantly, petition before the Lord. And But he wasn't interested in God. He wasn't interested in Christianity. And he was out doing his thing, you know, partying, having fun, etc. And one day he went to Mauritius because he was a surfer. And one day he went to Mauritius and whilst he was surfing, he got stung by a jellyfish. I think it was a box jellyfish. And in because he got stung by that box jellyfish, of course he died. Because when he came out now of the water, he started to stagger and his friends thought that he was drunk. Because everyone was on the beach partying and having a quote-unquote good time. So they thought that he was drunk. But he wasn't drunk. The fact of the matter is he was dying and I think he collapsed because it was a few, I think it was over a year now I watched it or two. So, But he died and when he went, you know, he went to the hospital and they put him in the morgue. But in that process, he had a visitation from the Lord and he's in the dream. You could see where his soul or his spirit or whatever is was going into hell it was going into utter darkness and he could hear voices you know you could hear voices saying this is where you belong blah 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 etc etc and in the movie you could see that he was so scared he was literally scared and he was saying he doesn't want to be there he doesn't want to be in that place he doesn't want to be in that place but then all of a sudden the scene shifted to New Zealand where his mother because what happened is that the Lord brought up his face immediately before his mother and it's like his mother knew something was wrong and she went down on her knees beside her bed and she prayed and she prayed for her son and she was saying Lord do not take my son please Lord I beg of you she prostrated before the Lord and then 
then the scenes shifted to where um instead of him going back into the darkness a brilliant light just shone and then he started to get transported into the light and then he saw a figure but he couldn't see the person's face because the person's face was as bright as the sunshine but of course we know that is the lord jesus christ himself and when he went there he started to see the plants were singing it was pure joy it was absolute radiant beauty and he's like this is the place where he wanted to stay and then the person was calling out his name and saying ian ian and then he was you know the person was speaking to him and then he's like um you know i don't want to go back i don't want to go back no one will miss me there but of course the lord brought his mother's face into view and showed him that his mom was crying and he felt sadness and and you know but the lord said to him you have to learn to forgive you have to learn to forgive and the lord said he's gonna send him back he is gonna send him back and the lord sent him back but the ironic thing about it is that for three days i think he had died and it was when the mortician was about to cut him open he opened his eyes and she skedaddled <laughs> outside of the morgue because can you imagine someone is dead on the ice for three days and you're about not to do the autopsy on them and then you see the eyes open and then he staggered out of the hospital and then he eventually became a christian he eventually became a Christian and you can see the effect of praying for our children when we constantly pray for our children we don't know when God is gonna save them but we can stand on his word when he says he's gonna save them and that same gentleman Ian McCormack he has I'm not sure if he still has one but at the time when I watched the movie he had a church here in London in Kings Cross and I think he has moved back to New Zealand I'm not not sure I don't remember but that is just a testimony in itself to show that when we as parents when we petition for our children before the Lord put them before the throne room of grace put them at the Lord's mercy seat he will do the rest he will save our children it might not be in our lifetime but he will save our children remember in the scriptures he says that he is faithful up to a thousand generations to those who love him so when we as parents are faithful to the Lord when we are obedient to him he will remember our children he will bring them back from the crutches of the enemy he will bring them back from utter darkness he will bring them back from spiritual death and that is what we need to stand on yeah we may see our children going wayward we may be hurt inside because at times when i see my son doing things yeah it does hurt me it does hurt me but i have to show him love remember sometimes in our household especially if you are the only child of god in your household which i am you may be the only light in that household and you have to be that light that dispels the darkness you have to let the light of god shines in you and through you so that those in your household will see the love of god the glory of god shining in you then they will be drawn to that light because they will notice that there is something absolutely different with you 
So let us continue to plead our case before the Lord and stand on the word where he says that he does not take pleasure in the perish of the wicked, but he wants all to come to repentance. And that is found in Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. I'll put it somewhere in the description, yeah? And I know and I am trusting God that he did not rescue you alone. He did not rescue me alone from my family so that we alone will enjoy eternity with him. I've often find that God often choose one from every family. And when he choose one, then he will bring the others. He will bring the others in the household because God is all about family. He is all about family unity. He's all about saving an entire family. I don't think God is going to save you or he's going to save me and not save the rest knowing that we are going to petition for our loved ones. I don't think so. There are times when I used to be so afraid and said, you know, Father God, I am bringing my son to you. I'm bringing my husband because my husband is not yet a child of God. He listens and we watch programs together, etc. But he has not made that full commitment. But instead of me going on and on about him, I just live my life, a life that is pleasing to the Father. I just be that light on a hill that cannot be hidden. Because if we be that light, then they will see, you know, they will see the things that God is doing in our lives and through us and they will see that transformation. So do not stop praying for your prodigal children. Do not stop praying for your prodigal child. And just as how the father was there waiting with expectation, we are also waiting in expectation when our prodigals will come home. And just as how the son went home when he realized that he was out there and what he was doing and how he was living was absolute foolishness knowing that he could go home to his father. So too will our children come back home they will come back home to the rightful place where they belong and where they belong is they belong in the house of the true and living God they belong in the house of God and they will come back home so keep lifting up the prodigals to your heavenly father and I will keep lifting up my prodigal son to our heavenly father and if we keep lifting up the prayers one day they will answer remember in the scripture when Cornelius although he wasn't even a child of God then but he was praying and then the angel visited him and said his arms have come up to the Lord and yet still God saved him much less we know who are children and saved his household when Peter went so much less we know who are children of God and when our prayers the scripture says that the prayers of the righteous avail it much and we are deemed righteous in the eyes of the father why because when the father sees us yeah he sees the sacrifice he sees his son Jesus Christ he sees the blood of Jesus over us so the prayers of the righteous avail it much so when we are keep lifting our unsaved loved ones up to the father trusting him knowing that 
all prodigals will return home. I believe it and I can feel it. So keep on standing on God's word because God's word is truth. And I say thank you yet again. It has been a long absence, but thank you for tuning into another um, episode season two. And there will be many more to come. And God bless you all. And as always, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the countenance of the Lord forever rest upon you and give you peace peace and i say shalom 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 and have a blessed day everyone and thank you very much for tuning in to another podcasting episode and have a wonderful day bye